Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Hello, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. We are continuing in Hebrews chapter 5, mm-hmm. talking a little bit about Jesus being the priest, the high priest, the superior high priest. I'd like to talk a little bit more about that today. You good with that? I think uh, Hebrews 5 leads us to talk about those things. Again and again. Again and again. How about we, uh, for our reading today, how about we go verses 1 through 6? Sounds good to me. All right. Hebrews 5 verses 1 through 6, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. For every high priest taken from among men is appointed for men in things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. He can have compassion on those who are ignorant and going astray, since he himself is also subject to weakness. Because of this, he is required, as for the people, so also for himself, to offer sacrifices for sins. And no man takes this honor to himself, but he who is called by God, just as Aaron was. So also Christ did not glorify himself to become high priest, but it was he who said to him, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. As he also says in another place, you are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. I want to talk about the qualification for priesthood. Qualification qualification for priesthood. priesthood. Because, uh, well, you know, I I know I've heard Mm -hmm. all my life what the qualification for priesthood was. I've heard, I've preached even all my life the qualification for priesthood and normally even coming to hebrews mm-hmm. hearing people say well we know we've got this struggle with G- jesus being a priest because the qualification for priesthood was to be one, one of aaron's sons well you know one of the things that i think this reading opens up to us and maybe this is a little bit where you're going is that uh, we can we can get a little myopic uh, that uh, all priests must be Levitical priests, must be the Old Testament, you know, Law of Moses priests. Mm-hmm. But even here we're seeing there are different orders of priests. There's this order of Melchizedek, okay. which seems to be said in contrast to an order to Aaron. Mm-hmm. we got to open up our eyes to those things. That's significant. In fact, I, I, I think I want to make a little bit of a shift in my own thinking, in the, my own way of speaking about it. The qualification for priesthood is not be a descendant of Aaron. What Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 4 says is that the qualification for priesthood is being called by God. Or 5 verse 4. What did I say? I think you might have said 1 verse 4. Whatever. But whatever. Chapter 5 and verse 4. four. Sorry yes. about that. Uh, chapter 5 and verse 4. We do so much cross-referencing in this show, man. you got <laughs> got to get it right. we got to get it right. Gotta We're still right. in chapter 5 right now. Yeah. Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 4, the qualification for priesthood is called by God to be a priest. Wait a second. Wait a second. So if I'm tracking with you, Aaron is a priest because God called him to be a priest. Aaron was a priest because God called Aaron and his sons mm-hmm. to be the priests, which, of course, that now explains why most of us have said 
that the qualification for priesthood was to be a descendant of Aaron. Right. Because when God called the priests under the law for mm-hmm. Israel, it was Aaron and his sons. Yes. In that's fact, right. I mean, we, we can find that in Exodus chapter 28 and verse 1, in Exodus mm-hmm. chapter 29 and verse 9. We actually find in Numbers chapter 3, verse 10 and 18 and verse 7, if anybody in Israel tried to be a priest who was not a descendant of Aaron, they were actually supposed to be executed. <laughs> Well, and even the Hebrew writer is going to make more of this later on about how, you know, that it was from the tribe of, of Levi, not not Judah, for that order of priesthood. Yeah. But, you know, one of the things that I, I appreciate as you say that is it's not that God had auditions for priests, no. right? It, it, it wasn't that he was taking resumes. He chose Aaron and Aaron's sons. This is the way it was going to be. They're ordained. They're appointed by God. And of course, that impacts the practice of Israel throughout the centuries in Ezra chapter 2, mm-hmm. when the people are returning, when, when one of the first returns is happening to go back from Babylon to Israel, to the promised right, land. Right. They are taking people, and they're marking them down. They're looking at what their lineage is, and there were some people that claimed to be of the lineage of priests, but they couldn't prove it. They could not demonstrate via the records that they were actually of the sons of Aaron, or or even that they were Levites. So they were excluded Mm -hmm. from the service at the temple. They were excluded from the priesthood until it says that somebody could come up with the Urim and the Thummim and actually find revelation from God that Mm -hmm. would prove it until, until God revealed that they were really priests, qualified by God's call to be priests, they couldn't do it. And so I get, I get why I have said, and and so many others, that the qualification is to be a descendant of Aaron, but the Hebrew writer takes us back and says, actually, the real qualification is being called by God, which of course Mm -hmm. does open the door for Jesus to be a priest. Right. And that's exactly what the Hebrew writer points out. He says, Jesus is a priest, not because he's of the tribe of Aaron, mm-hmm. but because he was called by, called God, by God, just like Aaron mm-hmm. was called by God. Yeah. And he quotes Psalm 110 and verse 4 as a messianic psalm, as a psalm that is talking to the Son, mm-hmm. you are a priest according to the order of Melchizedek. I know we're going to do whole conversations about Melchizedek. Yeah, because he's <laughs> talked about multiple times throughout the next couple chapters. But... But that that's an amazing thing in and of itself because, you know, you've, you've got to mention here in this psalm and there's this episode in Genesis, but it's not like Melchizedek has this huge footprint no. in, in the Old Testament canon. What, three verses? Yeah, and yet here he's hugely significant uh, as this precursor to Christ and trying to explain and set up there is this order of a priest king. You know, boy... Okay, let's so side side trail. Can I take a side trail? Sure. Back in Genesis 14, the whole story about Melchizedek is a little bit odd. Where does this yeah. come from? Why is this yeah. even included? It is just a few verses. I mean, there's been this huge victory and now we've just got this like priest from nowhere that's yeah. come to bless Abraham and then he just goes into nowhere. We we yeah. don't ever hear anything about him again right. until Psalm right. 110. Then we get to the letter of the Hebrews and all of a sudden we realize, hmm, sounds like God had a plan. <laughs> he hmm. had a plan. He was dropping those things in there. I, You know, the other thing we, I just might say about that, and particularly when I think about the episode in Genesis, to your point, what makes a priest a priest? God chose him. God ordained him, right? And we really don't know much more about 
Melchizedek other than that? Yeah. <laughs> well, he was the priest of the Most High. Yeah. Boom. God so had him as a God priest. God had him as a priest. And God selected him, and God selected Aaron and his mm-hmm. sons mm-hmm. for the Israelites, and God has selected Jesus as our high priest. That's right. And w- what we learn from Aaron and from Melchizedek is that a person gets to be priest because God has said, that's my priest. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the one God has declared as our high priest. He is our high priest. And I, I think that's just, we, we, we've got well, to grasp that. That's the qualification, and Jesus met it. Super important. As, as you say that, I think about when uh, they, they went about to appoint an apostle to replace Judas Iscariot in Acts chapter 1. Uh, the apostles did not want to have a vote. There wasn't an election. Again, they weren't doing resumes. But uh, akin to, I think, the concept of Uman and Thuman in the Old Testament, there was a casting of lots. Mm. The apostles went out of their way to say, we're not choosing this guy ourselves, but let God determine who that apostle will be. Called of God, called of Christ, that's what made an apostle. He selected them. I think that's exactly right. I I know that I've heard the lessons from the first couple chapters of Acts about to be qualified to be an apostle had to be with so much of Jesus' ministry and well because that's what when the apostles started selecting when the apostles started selecting they said this is we're we're going to select from among these people who've done this. They narrowed down. They did. But ultimately, who gets to be an apostle? The people Jesus chose, which is why Paul, who did not meet the qualifications of what we find in Acts chapters 1 and 2, yeah. gets to be an apostle. Mm-hmm. And and I've heard preachers kind of go through gymnastics about, yeah, but he saw Jesus on the road. Yeah, but he still didn't meet what they said yeah. in chapters 1 and 2. Why is Paul an apostle? Because Jesus said. Jesus said. God Jesus said, said he's an apostle. And that's actually the qualification there. And there are there are roles in the church today. Uh, functions or offices. I'm not sure the best way to say it, mm-hmm. but uh, or maybe we could use the word gifts, like in Ephesians chapter 4. Sure. Right? Gifts uh, among men, apostles and teachers and evangelists and shepherds. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so God has set works in his church, and there seem to be uh, qualifications for it, for people to... to be appointed toward those roles. Yeah, he talks about the pastors roles. and teachers there in Ephesians. Mm-hmm. And here's probably a great illustration of that. We can go into First Timothy and we can go into Titus and we see qualifications. Mm-hmm. And we realize that those people who meet those qualifications are called to be shepherds. If you don't meet those qualifications, you're not called to be a shepherd, to be a pastor, to be a, a bishop in the Lord's church. Which, by the way, Let's go back to Aaron and the sons real quick, Mm -hmm. because I do want to point out that God called Aaron and his sons, but that did not mean as they progressed throughout the centuries that God directly individually called each high priest. Mm -hmm. There wasn't with each new generation, God reaching down to the new priest saying, you know what, you're the one that's going to be high priest. Now you're the one that's going to be high priest. He he set the the stage. He said, Mm -hmm. here's here's how it works under the law, Aaron and his sons. And so whoever was that descendant right. was the one called. Yeah. I think that's important because today we have this idea about being called as if I hear a voice from God to know I'm going to be a preacher, or if I hear mm-hmm. a voice from God to know I've, I've been called to go here or to take this job or that job. That That's not how it works. God, God has established the mm-hmm. qualifications for his covenant. Yeah. And, and that's how we know who is called. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, if you don't match those qualifications, you are not called, right? Well, and, and under the law, 
That's one of the problems that the Levites had, Korodathan and Abiram. Mm-hmm. What was their rebellion? Their rebellion yeah. is, hey, we're Levites. That's right. Why don't we get to do we're what that Aaron family, is doing? Tribe. Yeah. And God demonstrated to them, it doesn't work that way. Is it? Can you not be satisfied with the gift I have given you? Was he saying to Korodathan and Abiram, you guys aren't as good a people as Aaron? No. Well, of course not. Aaron was a bit of a louse. The first thing he does is let the people go into idolatry <laughs> with the golden calf. <laughs> you know, the first thing his sons do is offer strange fire. It's not that Aaron... Yeah. And his sons were better than Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. It was that God had called and established, this is the pattern we're going to follow. You know, when you say it like that, um, I don't always think about it in those terms. I'm impressed with the patience of God and his mercy <laughs> towards yeah. his priests. Sure. But then I'm also kind of like, maybe Korah had a half a point there, you know? Yeah. Like, these guys aren't doing great at this. And I don't think Moses is particularly good at these directions in the wilderness anyway. Maybe somebody else ought to be calling the shots. Well, I think that's, I but think that's part of the issue. You know, what they see is what they see is their uh, criticism or the weakness of these men, but actually they were going against the judgment of God and the ordination of God, and that, that would not stand. And I think that's one of the struggles that we have as we take a look at God and what he has established as roles, mm-hmm. what, what he has established as roles in the family, what he has established as roles in his kingdom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We tend to think that, that if we're going to say God has established a certain role, that somehow we're saying, oh, these men who get to be shepherds must be, m- must be more valuable. They must be higher. Right. They must be... No, we're not saying that. We're just saying that these are the people that God has chosen. Yeah. When we're talking about roles in the home and we recognize recognize that that God in the New Testament has established the husband as the leader, as the head, and the wife as the helper. In in our modern day, we we hear that as, well, he's saying men are more important. He's not. In fact, just like with Korodathan and Abiram looking at Moses and Aaron, there may even be an argument at times that, hey, Korodathan and Abiram might have done a better job at times. But this is whom God has chosen. This is this is the role. This is whom God has called. And and we, if we're going to serve the Lord, we follow what He has said and whom He has called. Yeah, the the, the issue is a trust in the Lord and in His word. Uh, and not to put those trusts in man, I, I think there is a temptation when you see that men in the role of shepherds are, are are failing, or, you know, a husband is not leading well in the home, that the, the temptation is, well, then nix it. I'll do it myself, and I'll do it my way. Uh, but God was not wrong in his word. God is not wrong in his will or in his, you know, in, in his uh, revelation. I'll just say that. Well, God's way works. There you go. And God's way doesn't always work to accomplish what I hoped he was going to accomplish. Yeah. It works to accomplish what God wanted to accomplish. Yeah. And hopefully that uh, just as God was merciful and patient with Aaron, uh, we can be merciful and patient even with our shepherds, even with our preachers, even in our homes. Yeah. Uh, We need a lot of that. Absolutely. In fact, let's go ahead and wrap up with a prayer about that. Lord God, thank you for being gracious and patient with us. Help us to be gracious and patient with ourselves and with one another, and especially with those you have called to lead us. Lord, thank you for Jesus, who is our ultimate leader, and the fact that he is perfect at it. May we always surrender to him, to you, to your spirit. It's through your son Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. 
You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Of course, on the other hand, then, then he had Nadab and Abihu. And so, so God will deal with it. God will deal with it. Yeah. Zap. Zap.